What up, you honyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. <laughs> Got your final dose of weird this week coming at you this Friday. Hope your PDFG and your weekend is as well. Uh, don't forget to ride the lightning. It's always more exciting that way. <clears throat> but got a good show for you today. Might be kind of short, might be kind of not. I mean, who am I kidding? As we all know, it's never never short with me, no matter how few notes I have, because that's what I have. And really looking at the notes that I have left, they're all can be perceived as insulting or not friendly. But I just want you to remember to not take them too seriously. These are just my weird thoughts from my weird brain coming at you live. So if you haven't gotten merch already, remember the Meat Hall Redbubble, links in the description. As always, in other news... Recorded the first um, blessings born from tragedy, born out of tragedy. I don't know. It it feels too long and wordy. So I'm going to put the question up to you. So this is the series that I've been talking about where I bring people on to tell their stories that are overcoming struggle, dealing with struggle, what have you. I've got a couple lined up for a little bit later down the line, but I had one come up and recorded it today i'll be figuring out the release schedule a little bit later but you tell me these are the obviously the phrase that has come out of a random situation where my wife just forgot her ski jacket but then ended up with a nice new one for 40 bucks that's way better than what she had i was like wow what a blessing born out of tragedy and i mean it was just one of those things like falls out of your mouth and you're like wow that's that's pretty good phrase right not to pat myself on the back and be too much too uh, self-absorbed here, but it's absolutely best. It's absolutely perfect, and it's the best. Moving forward, though, and so that that was my idea maybe for this is because the whole point of that is to talk about people working through their struggle, whatever it may be, or overcoming a situation, or you know, currently the struggle, how they deal with it, and to ultimately have a positive outlook on it. And come out with positive. I'm not saying that it's not hard. There aren't bad things. And there aren't things that could you know, have derailed you a little bit. But ultimately, there are positives to be found. And so the two titles I'm toying with right now. And you guys. I'll, I'll, so if you listen on Spotify, you should, you should open up the description more where it says read more or whatever. I'm going to put a poll. I've done this before, put polls and questions, and I don't know if anyone found them. I've never even seen them before on an episode, so I'll go look myself, but I'm going to put a poll. So if you listen on Spotify, if not, you can just go to this episode on Spotify, and it, I think it's in the description somewhere of the this specific episode. But I'll put a poll for and see which which one gets more leeway. But for this series, it's going to be a consistent theme, just different people's stories. So... The two ideas are obviously the the main title being, you know, blessing, blessing born out of tragedy or blessings born out of tragedy. And then we'd have whatever the subtitle is, you know, talking to so-and-so about so-and-so thing or stories of struggle and then boom, subtitle. So those are my two title options I'm bouncing back and forth on right now. I like the abruptness of stories of struggle, but blessings born out of tragedy are gives you a little bit more of a positive outlook from the out, you know, just from reading it on its face, but it is a little bit longer. Now, as far as the content goes, it's going to be as long as I want, but the titles, you know, you don't want to get too elaborate with them. So we'll see, see what you think. Please let me know and vote on the poll or message the show, email the show, whatever, you know how to get in touch with us, but let's jump into this weird to finish out this week on a good note for you.
<laughs> so one thing that I've noticed, I watched a couple videos. I guess we're going to, yeah, we'll just start out here. So, you know, you know, someone has no idea what they're talking about when they're asked a question and they lead off with, with almost like, this is saying the silent part out loud. Like you ask me a question. I say, the answer is, and you're not saying what's the answer to this. You, you just asked me a question. I say, the answer is, you know, someone says, Hey, what color is your truck? The answer is red. That sounds very weird, right? Well, our good old uh, senior citizen in the Oval Office, who clearly has cognitive decline, I one thing that I watched some press conference this week, and literally people asked him a question, and he go, look, the answer is, and then he would proceed to say generic statement or just outright completely rebut whatever they're saying. That's absolutely not true. We've done so much. And, I mean... I've covered this before. I think all politicians talk this way, but what caught, what caught me off guard was saying, the answer is, <laughs> it's almost like how Dwight and the office would be like, question, like, <laughs> give you the pretext there. This is a question. Just in case you were wondering, couldn't tell by the inflection of my voice that this is a question. Uh, <laughs> so, but I saw it and I was like that. I mean, to me, that's literally shouting before you even get to answer the question that, Hey, when you, because the way he said to you, the answer is, like, hold on, because it almost sounds like he's trying to process, right? And he's doing it in front of us out loud that, oh, the answer is uh, 47. Like, instead of thinking, okay, what's the answer? The answer is 47, right? Saying like that, the answer is whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Now, I'm not, I'll play it both ways. I mean, at least, I mean, Trump did the exact same thing, and most politicians do the exact same thing. It's like sideline interviews, too. We've talked about this. I don't really care for them. Like, half the questions were post-game press conferences in sports. Like, 99% of the time, the questions are generic, or and then the answers are the same generic answer that you could make up on the spot. Like, I could probably make up a generic answer to whatever sports question there's an idea. Uh, if you want to submit a voice memo, there's always a link in the description to, and you could leave me a voice memo and give me a generic like sideline post game press conference like question, and I'll try and answer it. Give a generic like athletic answer, and I'll see if I can just pull one out and do it on the spot. You know, they're like, "What does it mean to you to do this?" Well, just great. You know, old team played together, and it was a full team effort, and these just a great group of guys. I couldn't have done out done done it without you know my O line, and they're the real heroes here, and they deserve all the credit. And I just want to thank God for you know blessing blessing me, blessing this team, the city, this organization, and uh, I, I'm just grateful, and I, I hope to bring more more wins like this you know to this team. It's just it's just a great all around team effort, coach. Coach had a great game plan, and we were just prepared. You know, and the other team put up a, put up a heck of a fight. That's like I just in, more or less encapsulated every post game press conference, and I think the same is true in politics. Right? Is typically it's ask a question, and I'll talk about you know if the question is about climate change, I'll talk. I'll I'll give you my talking points on climate change. But all I heard was, "Tell me about your." topics on climate change not not hey what do you think about this bill relating to climate change or this thing or this measure and you just say well look when it comes to and you just give your generic talking points it's all it's all the same it's all tired and tried and true so might as well laugh at it and from now on 
I want you to try this. I want you. I, I want someone asks you a question. Hey, where are you from? Or hey, where you been? Just pause, look at them intently, and say, and then and then and look like you're kind of thinking about it, and you go. The answer is work. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's really funny. I might make a sticker that just says the answer is dot dot dot. Uh, when in doubt, you know, when you really want to solidify that you know what you're talking about and leave no doubt that what you're about to say is an answer to your question, you need to lead it with saying the answer is. So I expect that if I ask an audience questions or if you come on an interview that, first of all, I will say question. Like Dwight, you will say the answer is. And I think that's how we should interact. Try and interact with that in the wild, unprompted at someone and see what their reaction is. I'm going to try it hopefully on my wife when she gets home from work and at some point, but if not on some poor strangers and kind of like back in the day when there was a trend in high school to grab the cone from the top and then act like you're so excited and drive off. I did that at Brahms a couple times and it was awesome. Pull up, get an ice cream. Oh, thank you. And you just grab it from the ice cream and <laughs> grab it and hold it upside down. Her, she had the you know, face of shock. And she goes, do you want some napkins? <laughs> it's like, actually, yeah, that would be great. I want to get this all over my car. We drive off. And I still eat, you know, what I can of the ice cream cone. But it's basically been not impaled. Um, I don't know. It's almost been crushed, I guess. Can you crush an ice cream cone? So, yeah. But just remember, the answer is... A, every time, every time, look here, the answer is this, and just keep it real generic, I'm just thinking of all the weird things, uh, you go to a restaurant, hey, when did you start a drink, the answer is water, <laughs> try that, go, when you go out to eat, go through the drive-thru, I want you to say the answer is, I challenge you to say the answer is, if you can, uh, video might be kind of tricky, and I don't know if audio would get it across, but at least remember the experience and then report back to me. And either in an email, comment, DM, voice memo, what have you. I want to know about this. I just think this this is the big new trend, folks. The answer is, okay, uh, I mean, well, <laughs> hey, did you, did you, did you do the laundry today? Like, you know, like, or did you get whatever from the grocery store? The answer is, I forgot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. And not even – everyone knows question, and then you say question. That one's that one's more fun, but also a little bit not as crazy because you're like, hey, I got a question. And that's typical to kind of lead with that pretext of before just asking the question, say, hey, I have a quick question for you. Um, saying, hey, I have – you know, and then sometimes it's funny to be like, hey, I have an answer for you, hopefully. And that's funny, right? <laughs> but just slowly, thoughtfully saying the answer is – Yes. <laughs> and having a short answer or not answering the question, right? Like, would you like some to, to, to try some dessert tonight? Save room for dessert? Like your waitress will ask. The answer is, I am too stuffed and just full. And so, no. I, uh, I'm i so curious to try this now. I'm going to try it. I'll report back. Hopefully on Monday's episode, we will see. But sometime next week, you'll get the report. And I want to know from you. Uh, spread and the answer is. So that was, that was hilarious to me. Also a little sad. Cause I'm like, dude just doesn't someone get him off of here. I mean, it's, 
if you remember the time he read the part that was like end of speech, you know, take questions. And it, it was whatever generic the in brackets on the teleprompter, the part you're not supposed to read. It's just like, come on, man. Like, I could go for a good mean tweet right now. But that's just my personal preference. Anyways, I think that, thought that was hilarious. And look, I mean, he's leading by example. So I'm just following his example of this is the best way to communicate. Okay. All right, um, moving... Dang it, i got to stop saying, um. If you haven't already, you could start now at the post, you know, between whatever technically, what, 14, 15 minute mark. If you want to count my ums and shame me by saying you said this many ums on that on this episode, and then I will acknowledge it in the following episode and be my um tracker or my uh or my like tracker my filler words because I always want to get better and I feel like I'm pretty good but sometimes it does get rough so and the best way to get better is being publicly shamed on my own podcast about how much I use ums and uhs and likes and all those things so feel free to count and shame me for this please absolutely roast me so was that mm, I don't want to give away too much of the situation because if she happens to listen to the podcast, I don't want her to feel bad. But I'll just read my note and then we'll we'll, we'll walk backwards from there because let's let's just be real. This is probably going to be. Uh, there it is. There's two. Okay, this is going to be. Like I said, this is this might come across as aggressive. Just take it lightheartedly. Shaking a girl's hand. Do you do it? I do, but regret it almost every time. That's my note. All right, let's walk backwards. So I was in a situation. And for guys, right, this is something I've never really thought that much about. But for guy, like guy to guy, shake his hand every time, right? That is that is the universal symbol. But then through my life, I've experienced that it's kind of like hit or miss with with shaking women's hands. I mean, I think there's some situations, obviously professional situations and what have you, makes so much sense. But then there's more casual situations, there's different situations where it's especially moving through COVID. I mean, people just quit shaking hands altogether. So now I can tell you just walking back into the shaking hand realm from COVID was weird because I was like, does because I was fine with it more or less. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to shake some hands. And but you never knew what the other person felt. And so it's like having to read their <laughs> Motion, you know, there's their hand staying in their pocket. Am I going to look like an idiot if I just come in hand? Am I going to put them in a weird situation? So you kind of casually come up and see, and if they seem to like, you know, reading each other's energy, but I've decided it's best for me in handshake situations to just be the first one to present it because I can't tell you how many times where I thought we were going to do the bro shake where it's, you know, you, you, you meet up top, you bring it in one pat on the back. What's up, dude. Or if it's maybe not that intimate, if that's overly intimate for the situation, you just do that and you boom, finish it out. Right. And they've come in for a straight handshake or they go in for a straight handshake and I'm coming in for bro shake. And then we do the classic flip flop. And then I'll, and I say, okay, cool. I'll do the regular handshake. And then they try and do the bro shake. And then we just end up looking completely and totally idiotic. So there's that. My favorite is when people are like bro shake, but they don't want to bring it in, but I'm already coming in so hot that I bring it in pat on the back and you can tell they weren't ready for that. And maybe didn't really want that. And I think it's hilarious for me personally, kind of like saying the answer is that's hilarious, but 
Yeah, just handshake policy in general. You know, it's kind of you, you think this is silly and monotonous, but nobody wants to look like a doofus, especially in a handshake, which is usually either meeting someone for the first time or just greeting someone in a public setting. And it's like, I don't want to be the one to look like a total Hanyak, but I am the head Hanyak. So if anyone's going to do it, I'll take that on. Anyways, in a situation, just greeting some, some people, uh, without, dang it, there's three at least (laughs) meeting some people in a situation and new one, one of the people turn around and say, Hey, you know, hi, I'm Gus or what? Whatever, and they're like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. And then I just, like, inst- instinct kicks in. Hand goes out, and what I got was the equivalent of, like, a limp, wet rag. Basically, her hand wasn't wet. I'm just trying to give you, like, what's uncomfortable to grab if someone, like, I don't want to, I don't. And it's lu- a lukewarm one, too. Not a not a cold or not a hot one, but loot, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> it's like if, yeah, if your friend just randomly was like, here, hold this. And it was just a lukewarm, wet rag. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? That's how I felt in that handshake. And I think we all know what I'm talking about. It's the limp wrist. It's the relaxed fingers that don't really open up and, and grasp at all, but just kind of dangle there. And then as I grab your seemingly lifeless hand and realize if I squeeze much more, it's going to feel aggressive. So I kind of have to like ha- half... I can't really grasp it. I kind of just have to almost hold it lightly. And then I don't really shake it either because if I, because if I do much, you know, give it a two shake or a three shake, it's going to, it's going to fly out of my hand. And now we're just looking, now it just looks like I'm doing some weird game. I don't know. And everything's weird. But after that moment, and I only, (laughs) there was two people, two girls, and I only shook one hand. Because I shook her hand and then realized, I don't know if I need to shake the next hand. And the other girl was very much hands to the side and body language was saying, yeah. And I, I missed that on the first one. But it just got me thinking afterwards. I was like, how often do I actually shake a girl's hand when I meet her? I always shake usually a guy's hand. That's a guy-to-guy thing. I think that's common. But a girl's hand. And at risk of sounding misogynistic in this whole segment, I guess... You know, I'm not against shaking girls' hands, but just in terms of social norms and whatnot, I, I you know, I, I think girls would shake each other's hands, but not even, I think it is more so a guy thing, and I've shaken plenty of girls' hands, but then there is a, also the overwhelming majority of times, all, almost exclusively, every time I've gotten the, the, the lukewarm wet rag, has been when shaking a girl's hand, and I think it's just because I don't think that's the commonplace thing you know me oblivious to culture I wear what I want act all I want and kind of just in my own person beat of my own drum type person best compliment I ever got in college was going through security at a building and some guy goes you ever want to know you know what it what some if you ever want a picture of what it looks like to not care what anyone thinks it's you and I was like thank you so much that is that is exactly the energy I try and exude and the only energy I know really how to exude. And the fact that that message was as clear as me stamping it on my forehead and you reading it is amazing. Now, some people might look at that and be like, that means you're, you're, you were whack. You looked like wacky or crazy. Exactly. Because I don't care what you think. I wore what I want and I was feeling it, having a great time. And you could think I'm kooky, but I'm having a great time. So, biggest compliment I ever got. Anyways, to establish that I am somewhat oblivious at times to different things. And sometimes randomly I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, why am I not, why, why am I not doing this? I don't know. 
But yeah, so I had this experience and it triggered this thought process. And I just thought maybe I shouldn't, I just shouldn't even extend the hand. Just wait and see if she extends the hand like, hey, nice to meet you. Instead of going in hot, because I'm tired of getting the wet rag handshake. And is that the best nickname for the handshake? I don't know. Let me know. Do you have any other good uh, ideas? It was either that or like the limp fish, dead fish handshake. But I like the wet rag handshake. Because if you've had one, a handshake like that, it is the worst. Also, though, you can inadvertently be that person when if they clamp too soon when you're coming in the hand, and and so I've had that happen where they only get my fingers and so I didn't they didn't give me enough time you know to get thumb web to thumb web fully interlocked to get a good handshake and then they're just squeezing my fingers and I feel like a little 4-year-old kid shaking you know getting their handshake where it's like you grab their hand their wrist and their forearm just cuz they're you know their body parts are so small but <laughs> Yeah, and that is the worst because then that that one's not even my fault. You are forcing that upon me. But the other one is like, look, what are we doing here? Why I completely regret the scenario. I wish I'd never done this. Now, now I feel our first impression has gotten off to a bad start. You feel weird about a handshake. I feel disappointed and why do you not respect me to give me a proper handshake? Just a natural guy response to that because that is guys that is how we communicate and part of it you know and if if I went up to meet someone and like they were unwilling to shake my hand and I'm talking about a guy here that would be a sign of disrespect and I would be immediately suspicious of that person and would probably say what's your problem you germaphobe that's fine just say hey man fist bump or like ah, I'm sorry I'm kind of germy that's my term for people who are kind of germaphobic is like they're germy and not German, Jeremy. Also, that's what I say when, if I'm like, hey, you want to try a sip of this? Because I say I'm not Jeremy, meaning I don't care that much about germs. It's whatever. But yeah, that was my handshake. So to my guys out there, do you shake women's hands? Now, this is this is coming out of context that I would say where it's universal to shake hands. Like the one thing that I think of is business. Like if you go to a business meeting or something, you're meeting people or you're meeting with vendors, you're always shaking hands, right? That's a professional thing to do. This is going to be in a more casual social set- setting. A, I'll say this. Do you shake, que- oh, sorry. oh, sorry, questions. Do you shake hands in general, right? If so, preferred handshake. Mine is obviously the bro shake. That's the best way to go. It's also you make sure no one has a samurai sword or some or, or a dagger tucked away on their strapped to their back. Do you and then and then secondarily when it comes to specifically if you're a guy, do you shake women's hands? Meaning do you typically shake a girl's hands? You just say hi, right? And I'll say this personally, and this is in more in general, right? And also depends on the context. I'm a big hugger. But I think that's more after you've met someone. It's like, ah, we're buddies now. Like, see ya, right? And obviously with guys, that is that is the bro shake with the one pat. Let's not get weird here, okay? 
yeah, let me know what you, what your preferences are. Is this something that you've encountered very much? And girls, how do you feel about all this? Do you hate me? Do you think I'm a raging misogynist, chauvinistic pig right now for talking like this? Does it matter? Do you believe, you know, should I just think about it in full equality? It's just a person, right? But I've run into this too many times where it's clear that you are not someone who's used to doing a lot of handshaking because you've just given me this lukewarm, wet rag. And I am not here for that. And I never want to experience that again. So for me, I am fine with the universal accepted uh, so social engagement being that guy to girl, like, don't really shake hands, just say hi, right? I'm fine with that being kind of the set standard. I, I just would prefer, you know, naturally, there's, I'm not going to get an answer. I would prefer there to be some sort of set, set standard. But yeah, going back to my note, just to reiterate, do you, <laughs> shaking a girl's hand, do you do it? I do, but regret it almost every time. <laughs> that was my note. Oh, man. All right, we'll finish on this funny thought because that's enough potentially insensitive stuff that I'm going to get in trouble with. And this goes back to, I don't really care. Anyways, because sometimes the fun stuff or the most funny stuff to talk about is the stuff that is a little bit touchy, right? Another funny thought I had, we'll close with this one, is, you know, we always say the phrase, because I saw this, did I see this play out on a TV show or something? Or... I saw something play out and prompted this thought, but this is my thought, right? We always say, I never thanked you for X, you know, for this or that. And th- but then we, we say that, but then we don't proceed to actually thank them. That is considered the thanks. That makes sense. So it's like if you gave me a jump on my car and I didn't say thank you in the moment, which I'm sure I did because I'm a polite person. I'm not an animal, just a honyak. And then I see you, I don't know, a couple days later, or I see you at church that week, or we go out to dinner. I don't know. I see you later, right? A few days later. And I say, hey, man, I never thanked you for giving me that jump on my car the other night. And they will say, oh, man, it's no problem any, any time, right? And that's end of conversation. But when you actually break down what was said, all I'm acknowledging is that I didn't say thank you. And then not saying thank you. Now, I'm not saying people do this all the time. But I am saying it does happen. And I, I'm I'm definitely guilty of this. But now I'm conscious of it. So I'm always going to say, hey, I never thanked you for doing that. Thank you so much for that. It was much appreciated. And then they'll say, you're welcome. It was no problem. Anytime. You know, all the usual stuff. But I sit here and wondering, how many times does it get said? I never thanked you for that. And then they say it's no problem. And then you say, and then you go about your day. The interaction is not complete. You still have never thanked them for that. And now you probably never will because according to the interaction, they feel like they got thanked, even though technically they didn't. You've And because of their response, you feel like you fulfilled your duty of thanking them. Yet nobody has been thanked, but they have offered the concessions as if they have been thanked. So now there are two points up on you. Two nice points up on you. First, they helped you do something requiring thanks that you forgot to give them already. Then, when you you remind them you forgot to give them thanks, and they say, you're welcome, no problem, anytime. They are acknowledging a thank you that still still has technically not been given. Man, you are really digging yourself a hole, you discourteous fool. I can't believe you. How do you sleep at night? I'm talking to myself there because I definitely do that all the time. But that's a that's a barn burner. That's a that's a brain twister right there for not a barn burner. 
idiot. That's a brain twister for you right there. You know, how much do you do that? And if you don't, congratulations. Feel free to come and brag, leave a comment, leave a voice memo, something like that. Send it in. But I saw that, I saw something like that happen or either on a TV show or just in real life. And I was like, hold on a second. We can't just be a, I never thanked you for that. Well, you still haven't thanked me for that. So say thank you. I think that might be my new response. Someone says, oh, Gus, I never thanked you for doing this for me. Yeah, you didn't. Well, you can start now and see what they be like. You're right. You didn't and you still haven't. So go ahead. Anytime. I'm ready whenever you are. I've got five seconds for you to do this. And now that would be definitely be seen as a jerk move. So I would hopefully just do it to a fellow Hanyak if I catch you saying that. And if you catch me saying that, please respond in kind. And we can have a good laugh about it. And then I will proceed to probably thank you doubly or triply. Because that's that's the technical triply. And triply, not the place. Not the place. Never been. Forget where it's at. Over in Europe or I think it's in Italy. Anyways, don't fact check me on that. It's in Italy. But yeah, double or triply. So make sure to always follow your that statement, that qualifying statement, which is actually when now that I'm thinking about it even more is really just stating how discourteous you are and bringing up bad your faults of the past really in a lot of ways. I mean, it's meant in good it's meant in jest and it's meant in good uh meant in good taste. Oh, there's the fourth um that I've heard. But that's only the ones I've heard. Oh boy. You know, it's it's done in good heart and and with good sentiment. So it's not like, hey, remember that time I I swindled you out of ten grand? Oh, hilarious. You're like, no, it wasn't. You swind-, which I don't know why you'd be hanging out with a dude who swindled you out of ten grand unless you're in court. Then there's that, right? And you're hopefully getting ten grand in plus damages back, but who knows? Yeah. So what do you think about that? How do you think I think more often than not the interaction goes like this. Hey, I forgot to or slash never thanked you for doing this for me. Thank you so and so. Or and you ends there, right? I never thanked you for this. And they say, Oh man, you're so welcome, it's no problem, right? Anytime. An interaction ends right there. Now now that I think about it, I do think it does get followed up sometimes with, seriously, man, thank you so much. Hey, I never thanked you. I just want to say thank you, right? And that is the complete statement. But I do think a lot of times it stops at that. We say, I never thanked you for that because we want to give them a chance to respond. They say, you're welcome. And then we move about our day and continue with the conversation or move on to a different one, right? Interaction over. So what do you think? I think, hilariously... The latter is what we encounter, where people don't finish it out and actually offer that thanks that they are reminding them that they didn't offer in the first place, never offered, and then guess what? We'll continue to not offer. Just want, and that be that would also be a funny angle to play on. It'd be like, hey, I never thanked you for that, and I don't plan to. <laughs> There's a good follow up, and actually, I don't really plan to because I didn't want your help, <laughs> or you know, I really didn't need your help, but you did come and help, and I guess I kind of appreciate it, but it's not worth thanking you for. Just absolutely roast. I mean, that's a way to ensure they never help you again. Or they radically will always help you because you, in spite of you not helping them, right? This rabbit hole has gone way too deep. It is. This has been a dose of weird, folks. And I think I've got to cut myself off here. But, yeah. Just remember, the answer is never thank them. Just remind them that you didn't thank them. 
and continue to not thank them. But the other person, take the high road. Offer the concessions of saying, you're welcome. No problem. Anytime. You don't need to thank me because I'm going to continue to do it. I hope you don't thank me anymore because that's going to drive me to help you more. Stack up these thank points. Is that what we'll call them? What did I call them? Points? I just call them points? Courtesy points? That's what I call them. Stack up these courtesy points so much so uh, that when I... uh, It's going to pay for my second story in heaven. That's what it's going to pay for. (laughs) Because we know good works help you out, of course. Of course. No. It's not the Christian way. Anyways, that's a great place to close it out. Thank you so much. Crap. Actually, that's not where we're closing it out. We are closing it out. The final order of business. I almost forgot. Meant to do at the beginning. My sister who once before has tracked several Norwegian goodbyes, just reminded me that she's still tracking my Norwegian goodbyes, and we'll see how well I've done with them. I'm not super excited or confident that I've done very well. So, But I've got her. She's sending a little voice memo. We'll listen to it now and, get, and see how I've done in recent episodes on my Norwegian goodbyes. I'm not optimistic, but who knows, right? My cutoff is if I can if I can close a show basically in five minutes, say it's all right, let's wrap it up here, because, you know, i got to do all my closing announcements, whatever, and say all my catchphrases so I can justify making merch stickers of them still, even though I don't use them throughout the episode. It's fine. Five minutes. If I can keep them under five, five or under, I'm good. And I'm nervous that I haven't. So we'll see. Anyways, without further ado, here's my recent track record on my Norwegian goodbyes. And then after that, I'll get into my official Norwegian goodbye. It is don't Rachel, if you're listening, it did not start two minutes ago when I was about to close out the show. It starts after your recording. So, let that be known. Here we go. Hello, Head Honyok. I have um, an update on some Norwegian goodbyes. And you've stepped up your game. I have added seven more episodes. So, episode 232 was 2 minutes and 35 seconds. Episode 239, 7 minutes and 29 seconds. Episode 247, 4 minutes and 11 seconds. Episode 250, 3 minutes and 22 seconds. Episode 260, uh, 3 minutes and 13 seconds. Episode 264, 4 minutes and and two seconds in episode 268, five minutes and 38 seconds. All right. Thank you for that wonderful update, Rachel. And I love that they were not, it was not seven in a row. It was seven throughout the last like 40 episodes. So very, very, very much appreciate that. And just, you know, hearing all those numbers and then doing some quick mental math, it came up with, you know, it was 18, it was 1,816 seconds across seven episodes. So that's 259 episode or seconds per episode, which then more quick math doing in my head. I didn't, you know, pause to do math on a calculator or anything like that. Absolutely just doing this on the fly off the top of my head. That's four minutes, 19 seconds average for my Norwegian goodbyes. So coming in just under that wire, 40, 41 seconds under the wire, and I'll take it. 
meaning I've been doing well by my Norwegian goodbyes. So, yeah, broken down in seconds, but that one that was seven minutes, it really brought that average up. Every every other one though was under. You know, there was only two episodes that were over five minutes. So now the question becomes: Do I need to try and become more concise? Do I need to you know drop it down? Try and go on, be sub four on average or sub three? Which honestly, I had there were two in the three minute category, one in the two minute category and two in the four-minute category, and then one in the five, one in the seven minutes. So maybe, I don't know. We'll see. You tell me. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. So now that that's been covered, we can close out the show. Start your timer now. Or just, oh, I guess look at the clock now. But that does it for this final episode of Dose of Weird this week for this Friday. Hope it was fun. Hope it keeps you PDFG going into your weekend. Look forward... I don't know when I'm going to release it yet. I'm thinking that'll be like a special weekend release on a Saturday or something, The Story of Struggle, but maybe, maybe not. I might save it. I'm going on a cruise in March, so I don't know what. I might just take a week off or I might fill that week with these episodes. Who knows? It seems kind of depressing that I would be on a cruise and it would just be a bunch of stories about people struggling, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But... Yeah, that was that was that for today. So make sure to count my ums, which I'm sure came back after that pause of listening to Rachel's breakdown on my Norwegian goodbyes. Let me know about your handshake situation. Don't forget that the answer is to say the answer is before you answer any question. It just makes things clear, keeps people keeps confusion from ensuing and mass hysteria. You know how it goes. So if you haven't checked out or gotten a sticker to represent the Hanya Accord, make sure to go to the link. It's always in the description with all the other links. If you have a cool story, let me know. And if you wanna, if you have a you know a story of struggle or a you know, blessing born out of tragedy, uh, make sure to go vote on that poll. I'll probably put up one up on my Instagram story as well. So be on the lookout for that. That is still live today. If you're listening to it on Friday, and that's. So go vote on that. Let me know. And you guys can help me decide what the title of this series should be. Not for this episode, but for the stories. Should be. But, yeah. That does it for this Dose of Weird. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share this. uh, Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Dang it, there's another. uh, What was I going to say? Rate it. Yeah. Give me a rating. That apparently helps. I have a few ratings, but would love for it. But chime in with anything and everything. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's the Rambling Viking Podcast. You can email the show. It's theramblingviking at gmail.com. If you want to follow my personal newsletter, let me know as well. That way I might provide a link to the most recent one in the description. Or you can just reach out to me because you got to take initiative. Don't be such a Hanyak, you know. But if you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. Or... And thank you for joining and becoming a part of the Hanya Accord. Those who are already a part, thank you for being a part, con- continuing your service in the Hanya Accord. That does it for this dose of weird. Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, keep it PDFG and always ride that lightning because things are always more exciting when you do. If you don't know what it means, I'll explain it at some point, but I'm sure you can figure it out. Just imagine yourself what it would be like to ride a lightning bolt as it starts from the sky and goes pretty crazy, right? Pretty unpredictable. Also probably a wild, awesome ride. And you never know where you're going to end up. But And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. So there, I just explained it for you. Uh, one last thing to clarify. Dang it, there's six ums. Crap. Norwegian goodbye. That is basically the classic move of saying, hey, all right, see you later. And then you continue to talk for five, ten, an hour 
longer and it takes you forever to say goodbye. That is what is dubbed a Norwegian goodbye and everyone in my family is proficient at it, being very Scandinavian. So I'm done though. That does it for this episode of Rambling Viking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is your head Hanyak signing off. We'll see you next week.